This is from Felon to Faith, the podcast dedicated to reaching people with a message of hope by sharing the life and experiences of Fred Matthews. My brother Fred, we are back with episode five of From Felon to Faith podcast. Brother, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back with episode number five, oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. Thank the good Lord, man. And shout out to everybody still listening, tapping in, new listeners that just tapped in. Um, man, we just we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. We've gotten a lot of love and support over the last few episodes that have come out, so we really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah. Fred, this morning, man, um, I wanted to talk to you about a, a, a number of things. We've we've really hit on like the physical things that have happened while you were in jail, right? Right. You've right, really right. painted a pretty good picture of a lot of different scenarios you've been in in jail. I mean, we've got plenty more to paint. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you have painted a, a pretty good picture of what it was like to be in jail, as far as the physical things that were going on around you. Right. Today, can we focus a little bit on the emotional turmoil that was going on inside of you, the spiritual turmoil that yeah. was going on inside of you, oh, yeah. how you were able to reconcile those emotions and feelings, those, I mean, it, it had to be a, like a roller coaster, it had to be like a pendulum almost, it, like just constantly is. going both, just swinging back and forth, I imagine, yeah. when I when I really started to think about it, I imagined a pendulum. Yeah. Uh can you get into that a little bit? Like, what would I mean? I know we focused on when we when you first got to to prison, right? Um, but can we can we get a little bit more in depth with, you know, your the, the time, emotional the, time, the emotional trials? That time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, once I left Walker, I left Walker in '06. I think I said my dates wrong on the last podcast, but I left Walker in October of '06 and got to Dooley and um. In Dooley, I spent six and a half years of my 10 at Dooley. So in Dooley, that's where I started doing my bid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's where I really started right, doing my right, bid. Right, right, um, So I got there in 06. And then the next year in 07, I lost two important people in my life. Okay. I lost my grandma and her baby sister, my auntie uh, Anna Ruth, months apart. And, of course, you're not able to attend the funerals or anything like that. Well, this is what happened. So I knew my grandma was sick. She Mm -hmm. was sick before I even uh, went to prison. Right. And I selfishly was hoping that she would be able to uh, stay alive until I got home, even though I knew that was probably not going to happen, right? Right. So then I get the news that she passed away. My mama came and see me, and uh, she came and saw me, and she told me. And uh, the only way I was going to be able to leave that prison to attend any services was they had to have a sheriff in the county that they was a resident in. And uh, he had to agree, and they had to pay for it for him to come and get me. Really? The, your family basically would have to pay. Yeah, and I'm going to show you how the Lord worked, though, bro. At the time, the church they was going to they still go to the church under the same pastor, but he got a different church. Shout out to Trent Wilson, man. Pastor Trent Wilson. Yeah. He officiated my wedding, too. I'll get into that later. But anyway, right at that time, bro, they was attending his church. Mm-hmm. So he's a clergyman, right? 
but he's also a crime scene investigator in Douglas County. Okay. Did that qualify? So that fit, that fit the criteria perfect. Woo! So I got the news probably, I think, Thursday. That Monday, I was leaving to go to the wake service. Really? That's how you fast it happened. You were able to attend. That's how fast it happened, bro. That's Dude. how the Lord worked, bro. That's how the That's Lord moved. That's how that. the Lord works how right he worked, there. Bro. He moved all the opposition out the way in a matter of days, bro. You were able to go to your grandma's funeral. This man came and picked me up, took me to my family, let me spend. It was the wake service. Let me spend the day for the wake service and brought me back. Shout out to Trent Wilson. Bro. <coughs> it's, called oh. a, it's called a compassion visit. That is kindness. That is. That's kindness. Thank you, Trent Wilson. That's kindness. Wilson. That's the kind of... See, that's the kind of kindness I wish people would show other people more often. Yeah. I think that's what's missing from this yeah. world a lot yeah. of times. It's just that kindness, that authentic, I'm going to help somebody today kindness. Yeah. And so I get back to the prison, right? They're shaking me down. You know, I didn't lost my grandma. This is my grandma who helped raise me. You know what I'm saying? This is Lula May. I got her name tagged on my neck. That's right. And um, first thing, Officer Holler, oh, man, your eyes are red. You like you've been drinking and smoking all day. As soon as you come back. As soon as I get back, bro, that's what you're talk- you telling me. Man, I looked at him. I said, man, I've been crying all day. Man, I just lost my grandma. You know what I'm saying? And because uh, he was going to try to drug test me and all that or whatever. But he didn't. They just shook me down, made sure I didn't bring nothing in. Yeah. Did you? Nah, I didn't break that to bro. I wasn't even in that mindset. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was different. When I got back, I bro, I was. I had to ask. Yeah, <laughs> when I got back, bro, I um, that was the beginning of like a real depression, mm. like a real episode of depression. Man, I probably slept. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do nothing, man. I had just lost my baby. You know what I'm saying? That was my baby, bro. That was my baby. And so then, you know, months go by. At this point, it's 2007, going into 2008. And um, we'll just say this 2008 because she passed away at the end of 2007. So going into 2008, <coughs> I'm, I'm into my bed uh, four years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I got right. six more to do. Right. Now I'm lonely. You know what I'm saying? Now I need some companionship. Yeah. The little chicks that I was dealing with in the past, they kind of fell off by the wayside. Some started writing, some wouldn't. You know by a saying? few years in, yeah, you get yeah. you kind of get to see what... I had this one chick writing me, and she was coming to see me, but then I'd be calling her phone, and she got dudes at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All that old type of stuff. So, you know, and then she was like saying she wanted to be with me, had me all, you know, pumped up thinking that I had a writer, but she didn't want to tell her parents about me. Oh, well, that's she... not... <laughs> So, you know, I was like, man, if you're going to be ashamed of me, then we can't do this. You right. know what I'm saying? Because it is what it is, right? You can't tell me you love me, but then you you ashamed of me. So we we parted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rightfully so. So then I started getting into the internet because by now I got a cell phone. I got you. I started getting on Plenty of Fish, uh, a Crush and Flush. Man, I'm meeting women in Maine. <laughs> Washington State or, or uh, Oregon out of Dooley State Prison. Yeah, you're meeting all these chicks. But you're are you finding like companionship? Or are you I finding am. like um... I am, bro. I'm finding a lot of broken women in this world that just need some attention. That's what I found. Yeah, that's when I realized yeah. that. And you had nothing but attention that's to give at the exactly. time. Exactly, and that's when I realized that the world is full of broken people, bro. Yeah. Everybody got some issues. Everybody's Everybody. Broken. You know what I'm saying? Like they. 
they was some of them women they thrive off of talking to dudes in prison. That's what they want. You know what I'm saying? They'll send you whatever. That's what they're looking for? Yeah. They'll send you bread. They'll send you clothes. They'll do whatever. Me? I just, I looked at it as like an outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like a game. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Let me see if I can And you're just talking to these women. It's obviously never going to go anywhere. Right. (laughs) I mean, it it can't. Right. You're going to tell some pretty lies. That's what you're going to do. You feel me? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, but that was what I would do, like, aside from just reading my Bible and trying to walk the fine line, because... Man, like I said, every opportunity to lose yourself is there. It's present every day. So to try to stay on the righteous side of things, man, it's it's really hard. It's almost impossible. It's not impossible. It's just hard. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to survive behind the walls. Like I started getting into porn real heavy. You know what I'm saying? Watching porn on the internet. And I was justifying it to myself by saying, well, I can't mess around with no dude. I can't sleep with no officer. So I'm just going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were like, I have to fulfill this. Look, that's a need for a man. It is. You, th- it is. Or you gonna wet your sheets up involuntarily? Yo. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a call, need. For I a call man. it. I call it an auto dump. Yo. You gonna have an auto dump? Yo, you looking for that nocturnal bust? You know what I'm saying? Man, that- <laughs> this, it's gonna happen. So, me in my mind, I was like, okay, I felt wrong. I always felt wrong and nasty about it. But I was like, man, I can't go out. You know, because that ain't how I rock. You feel right, me? That ain't my right. thing. Right. You know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But that's not my thing. You feel me? So I could never do that. And getting to the officers, man, <laughs> boy, that's a slippery slope. That's a real slippery slope. We addressed that a little bit on the last podcast. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, can you kind of paint that picture a little more clearly <laughs> for us? Like, So I'm going to give you an example. This is a real story. Shout out to the homie Young Loud, man. He know who he is. Lee County Finest. Man, the homie, he was the young homie I, I told you about before, right? Um, He had called an officer. Okay. You know, yeah. she was interested in him. They was talking, woo, woo, woo. Yep. It had got to the point where she was calling my cell phone just to talk to him. When she when she left work, Woo. she just left from seeing him. Woo. Now she at home and she She's already him. calling him. Yeah. Because he ain't got nothing but time to listen. The dudes on the outside ain't listening. That's true. They moving around. That's true. They got plenty they to do. Right. They've got plenty to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And so, like I told you, when the money get involved, that's when that's when everything else happens. That's a rec- That's all a recipe for disaster. It, it is. Like. It is. Sex, you know, you, you, you can have sex with an officer if you choose to, if you pursue that. I mean, you can, yeah, you, you, you got to pursue you'll it. You'll catch one eventually. Oh, you're going to catch one or two or three. <laughs> I can name two or three on that I could have got. I just wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't on that. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. always on just trying to survive <clears throat> where I was at, like the people I was around. Yeah. You know, so in my mind, man, I just was like, if I get caught, that's a rape charge. Yeah. It's not worth it. So do you think, like, so that's kind of how you dealt with your loneliness is you, you, would you say you dealt with your loneliness in the wrong way by, by kind of dipping into the porn and stuff like that? I would say I did in that aspect. I would also say I, I dealt with it in the wrong way by uh, talking to females online and, and telling them lies and having them thinking that I was really interested in them, but I really wasn't. I see. I was just, you were kind of playing being, their emotions a little bit. I was bit. just playing on them, just getting what I wanted out of it. You know yeah, what I'm sure. Just being real. And yeah. then it got to a point where I had got into a real relationship with somebody from my past, mm. and she hurt me. I mean, boy, she hurt me. 
And mm. boy, 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 I was hurt. That's <laughs> all mm. I can say, I was hurt. She started coming to see me, bro. In prison, she starts coming to see you. you... Yeah, she, she, she found out I was locked up by one of the homies. Right. She ran into one of the homies. She right. tracked me down. Boom, 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 started writing me. So now, you know what I'm saying? She had caught the phone or two or whatever. So at this time, I got a little motion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, she was coming to see me. Man, I done fell in love. I'm like, boy, I'm going to get out of marriage, this girl, boy. You know. For she, real, she, that she, was it for you. Man, that was, you know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is that 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 was going on, but I still, in the back of my mind, always had Keisha on my mind. Always. Always still. Always. At that time, my mama was still actively looking for Keisha. I was just ready to settle for anybody else because I was at that stage of just lonely, uh, just being lonely. I was just going to uh, settle for whoever came. You uh, feel me? That's and, such a low place to be, bro. bro. Man, that's, it hurt. That's such a low place to be. and But people get there, man. She hit me one day. She was like, you know, she ain't want to do it no more. Mm. And this is after like two years. What? Out like, of nowhere? Yeah, like no. I, think, I think she met somebody. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Just but it was it unexpected real. for you. Yeah, and so she was like, she ain't want to do it no more. Man, I remember calling my little sister Slim, man, crying. I'm talking about Slim. Was like, if you man, you gotta know my little sister, boy. She about that life, boy. She don't play. She she Slim is Slim. She was like, bro, I told you about them. You feel me? You know she be ready to fight and everything. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she was like, nigga, just do your bid. Just come home and do your, you know, all that other type of stuff. So um, I ended up getting over it, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it just led me down like a like a dark path, man. Like I say, just, yeah. just emotionally, bro, you got to find something to hold on to in there. Yeah, you're really looking for this, any the, sort of support the you sad can find. Thing just, is, are you just reaching? Did you find yourself you just, just reaching, reaching for you just support? Reaching. But see, that's the thing. You got to be careful of where you reach. Yeah, sure. That's how dudes get caught up. I'm sure. That's how dudes get raped. Yeah. They get taken advantage of because they be reaching for the wrong attention. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at what point do you think you started reaching for more of the right things? I always was. Ah, throughout the whole time. It's just at some point. It's just, yeah, you just, you just in there, bro, and it's, it's so much to do. You know, hey, on the topic of porn, dude, have you ever thought about when we were younger, how hard it was to see a naked woman? Yeah. Like, it was really difficult to see a naked person when we were younger, bro. Exactly. It's not difficult at all anymore. The invention of it's the called, internet totally called, did away with that. It's called conditioning. What they did was, by putting it on HBO, remember Real Sex? That was soft porn. That was introduction to what we got now. Bro, I remember it, it, going to my, my buddy's houses and they would turn on HBO. They didn't have it, right. but they would just look for right. it in like the, like a booby and right. a squiggly that's, line. That's, that, that was the beginning stages of what we got now. They conditioned our minds back then to accept what's going on now. It's conditioning. It's conditioning, bro. It's the same thing that uh, like any other takeover that you can think about that happened in history where yeah. they had to condition the people's mind to accept it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like now, the life, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the form of a baby, mm-hmm. right? You have to condition somebody's mind to believe that that's not a life. That's not a baby. In that's not a baby. Right. In order for them to accept that. Sure. Right? Yeah, everybody just repeats that it's a cluster of cells narrative me? or whatever. Yeah, that's a conditioning. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Come on, man. Sure, as people just repeating crap. Yeah. 
And even in prison, bro, back to what we was talking about with the emotional. Yeah. That's a conditioning because they want you to be to the point where you just so low, you just weak. You don't do nothing but what they tell you to do. If you have a voice or if you stand up, man, they, they don't want that. Mm -mm. So they're constantly just trying to break you down. Constantly. Just trying to it's condition you into obedience, obedience, obedience. Yeah. Because mm. every time we found a way to somewhat free ourselves, they would knock it down. We had talent shows, took them away. Right. We had uh, sports events on the yard, like Olympics and stuff, basketball tournaments, football tournaments, throwing football as far as you can, stuff like pull-ups. How many pull-ups can you do, all that type of stuff? The prize was a store sack full of goodies. That means a lot to people in prison. We took it away. They took it away. So what we got to look forward to now? Just cause? Just cause. Just cause they could? Just cause they, they could. They didn't like the idea of y'all having a good time type of thing? Yeah. Is that what it was for real? Yeah. Didn't want any sort of... Straight disciplinary. That's it. So what that did, what that did for me, man, is it, it drove me into a hole to where I would just write and write and write and write. And I wrote and I wrote... Yeah. And read. I just read books and book on top what of books. What were you writing? Were you writing rhymes? Were you writing yeah. journals? I was were writing songs. Writing... Some of the songs that I had put out on SoundCloud. Some of the stuff I never put out. It's been recorded, but never put out. Some of the stuff um, was poetry. Um, to the 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 birth of from fell into faith started during those times. Sure, like the the whole idea. Because when I was at Coastal, I made a vow to the Lord and myself. I said, Lord, if you may, if you allow me to make it through this alive, come out and go home, I'm going to tell my story. I did. I made that vow to the Lord. So, right. you know, fast forward to 2008, yeah. 2009 at Dooley, man, I was just writing. Yeah. And I was just trying to get in that mind state of, like, who I needed to be once I left prison. That's one side of me. The other side of me is still in prison. So I'm doing my bid. Shout out to Dunno, Big Dunn. Man, Big Dunn, the soldier. Helped me get me through my bid. Big G, Big Zay from uh, Vine City. Yeah. Man, a lot of dudes that they were some stand-up guys. These were the cats that were helping you get there. Yeah, we was helping each other. Yeah. Because we all had time to do, and we was doing our time, but we was going to do it a certain type of way. Mm. We weren't going to do it like the busters. We weren't going to do it like the, you know, bottom feeders. You know what I'm saying? We weren't going to do it like that. We're going to do it like some bosses. Standing on ten toes. No sucker-ish. Right. You know what I mean? At all. Right. Yeah. Man. That's got to be difficult, though. You got to... When you've got... When you've got... When you've got the correctional officers there beating down on you, yeah. trying to degrade you like yeah. we were talking about earlier, when you've got some of them trying to hook up with you sexually, when you've got... Other inmates eyeing you up and down, looking at what they might be able to get from you, what what they might be yeah. able to steal from yeah, you. Yeah, and you got inmates in there trying to get you some booty. And then you're going to try to put on this, you're going to try to stay in this mindset of, I'm going to do my bit and I'm going to stand on ten toes and I'm going to be a man. Every like, single not, day. Every single day. Every, every single, single day of that ten. Yes, sir. That's got to be difficult to stay it in was. that kind of mindset. It was. It has and, to be. And when I came home, man, Keisha can tell you, bro, I was... I was not a citizen. You feel me? It took me some a, a little time to kind of condit like to like. I guess you can call. Uh, I guess you could say decompress. Yeah. Boy, I was like, whew. when I came out, I was just like, anybody can get it. 
Because what that does is make you not trust nobody. You know what I'm saying? You can't trust nobody. You don't know who is who. You know? Sure. When you wake up in the middle of the night and hear a man screaming out his cell, because his bunk mate then tried to get him. You know what I'm saying? That do something to you, bro. And you, you saw him chilling the day before, right? The day right? before. You could see him chilling yeah. just fine and the day before. And you hear this, and you're like, damn. Like, you cannot unhear stuff like that. You can't unsee when somebody run to your room and, like, they got blood all over their face and they begging for help. They begging for you to open your door so they can come in. And you were just in your room just chilling, How many meditating. sleepless nights did you have? Man, the whole bit. You feel me? The nights I How slept. How much did you sleep? I slept. Man, I don't think I did sleep. It felt like I didn't sleep. Because what are we talking about, like two, maybe three hours a night? Yeah, maybe, because I, I was always on the phone. Once I got that cell phone, I was always on the phone. I was always on the internet, or I was, uh, like, just just doing whatever. Do you think you were trying to escape with the phone, in a way? I was. Escape where you were at? Yeah. Sure. I was. I was trying to escape, man, and then, like I said, I just wrote. So, staying up, I, I wrote in the dark. When the lights was out and it was locked down, <laughs> I would get to the corner of my bed, like, just where the light would barely hit, and I would write right there, bro. Really? Yeah. And then some nights I would go in the shower and i just cry, pray, you know what I'm saying? You know? And uh, some days, bro, I wake up with it on my mind and be like, all right, anybody say anything crazy, I'm going to bust them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. That was the pendulum I was talking about, man. There's got to be, it's got to be like a pendulum swinging, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what else, though, Fred? That also goes to show how fleeting emotions can be. Yep. You know? Yep. We are emotional beings, and emotions change. Yep. Yep. And I learned to not act off my emotions, bro. Mm. For real. That's such an important lesson. I, I, read a, I read a big old thick book. It was uh, the speeches and the, the uh, like articles that uh, Martin Luther King had written. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what I got out of that, it was a lot of stuff, man. It was a lot of stuff. But, like, he talked about the marching band mentality. Well, no, no, the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, what's the, what's the name of the person that's in front of the band? The person that leads the band. The orchestrator? The, the man. major or something? I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, it's a mentality to where you feel like you have to be ahead you mm. have to be the leader and this and that that can sometimes be emotion that could be your ego you know what i'm saying and and so i started seeing like especially in the situations of uh like the relationships or whatever in emotional situations like that where i was like emotional emotionally vulnerable i found that <coughs> i was only hurting because of my ego mm. because on the street i was that dude you know what i'm saying right now i'm in chain gang I'm on the other side of that. And I ended up being able to get on Facebook and now I'm seeing how some of my homies living. Man, now my envy done kicked in. My pride and my jealousy done kicked sure. in. My homie three, I love him like a brother. That's my boy, my boy Tone. Man, I even got mad at him and sent him old crazy texts just cause he was asking about me. But really I was just hurt, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, me? hurt people, bro. Yeah, bro. I so, say that so all the time. So I had to come back and eat my words, though. I got out and I called cuz. And, and I apologized and I told him, you know, where my mental was at then, bro. I was just hurting and I was mad for no reason. And I just took it out on you. You know what that, uh, 
You're talking about that Martin Luther King thing, man. You know what that makes me think about is uh, the best leaders are reluctant leaders. Right. The ones who don't want to lead. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, because they know how much of a sacrifice and how much of a responsibility yes. it is to be a leader is not yes. an attractive thing. No. At all. No. <laughs> reluctant. That's why, like, these whole the whole campaigning, like, the whole political process in America is like... It's a joke. Whoa. It's a joke, These people bro. really want that job, <laughs> That's man. That's the biggest scam they ever. Re- and they really want it. That's the why biggest scam. Why do you think scam. they really... Mo- Look, some of them might have some good motives... Some of them might have some good motives, but they're not all good motives, and they're definitely not all having it, uh, some good motives. My question is, and I might be overstepping my boundaries, but I've always wanted to know, why you got to be a mason to get Woo! in some of these positions? What's that all about? That's a weird thing, dude. And though. That's a weird thing. You know a little bit more about it than I do. I just be wanting to know why. But I, I, I know some. You know I know some saying? about it. And... and, and I don't know. That's just something I always thought about. I had read a couple of books, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's all I was doing, bro, to get through my bid and, and, and playing football. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Now, let me ask you this. When did Keisha come into the picture, and how did she change your mental, emotional, spiritual oh, state? Man, so look, after... The situation that happened with old girl, she told me she didn't want to do it no more. I was hurt. I had um, went back to getting on the internet and meeting women and talking to various women, just just fulfilling my time. And then, like I say, I started getting on Facebook. So now I didn't put her name in the search engine, right? And I, when I pulled her page up, it was an old picture of her in her past relationship. Okay. I think she was uh, on the on the. Uh, Sea do or whatever, one of them little water things. So did you get the wrong impression thinking she was in a relationship? I did, because see, before, before, like years before that, I had heard that she had done moved to like Roswell and she was about to get married and whatever. Oh, so man. in my mind now... You see that and yeah. you're like, damn. Now mind you, we was away from each other nine years. I haven't seen her since 2003. At, right. this, at this point, it's like 2009 going into 2010, right? I still ain't talked to her, have never seen her. So in my mind, I'm like, well, she probably married with kids. You feel me? I never hit her up. You feel me? Um, at that time, I didn't really have it like that to do so. I did, but I didn't. And then I would send messages out to like my homie, my homie CJ. Shout out to my homie CJ, man. Yeah. Um, I would send messages out through him and another cat that I knew. And um, I had sent my number at her, right? So finally, when she did get my number, though, this was like 2011, because one of my locs had went to, uh, he had went to uh, the halfway house, the homie Bird from Macon, right? Yeah. So he shot the phone up under the door. I had just lost the phone that I had before that, which was the number she had. She mm. tried to call that number to no avail because it had, t- it had got taken in the shakedown, yeah. right? Yeah, we didn't. None of us. Man. We didn't know this until we, of course, until we, until we spoke. It was crazy. So the homie shot the phone up under the door before he left. So now I got a new number. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So now I had to go back in the circle, shoot the number back out to people, hope she get the number. And then in the meantime, I told my little brother to hook me up a Facebook page. See, I was a reluctant in the past to get a Facebook page because the officers was going on Facebook to find inmates 
and they was finding out who had phones. They were trying to crack they down were trying to on crack people. down on us, right? Hey, then uh, got so bad. So I was reluctant at first. I waited. Sure. So uh, 2011 come around at the end of 2000. It was like almost in 2011. I get a Facebook page. I tell my little brother, you know, crack it off for of me. And then um, when I got on there, first thing I did, Messenger, Keisha. You feel me? I'm like, boom. Hey, it's Fred. It's the real Fred Matthew. Because I didn't want her to think I was flexing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. listen, I need to hit this number. Boom, 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 boom. As soon as you get a chance, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm just waiting. Three weeks go by, bro. Three long ass weeks. Because now I'm like, oh, she married for real. She got kids. She ain't stuck a nigga. Boy, I done messed up, boy. Three weeks. And then now at this point, it's been nine years since I've seen and talked to her. Right? At this point, this is 2011. It's been nine years, eight years going on. Yeah, it, eight it was, years it was going on nine. Going on nine because I didn't see her until 2012. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man, bro, <laughs> three weeks go by. I'm steady checking that message every day, bro. Every day. I done cut off some, some chicks that I was talking to already because I'm like, man, I done found Keisha. I ain't even staying you no more. You wasn't talking about nothing For anyway. Real? You feel me? Straight up, bro. You found Keisha. I had bro. found her. I, I at least done reached out to her. Still ain't talked to her, though. So, you know. Um, man, one day, bro, I get on there and I see that she left me a message and she done shot me the number. Oh, cuz everybody get out my cell. I need to use the bathroom. That's what that was my excuse. Yeah, yeah, That's how yeah. you get people out your room. Shut my door. Yeah. Put my flap up and I hit her. Hey, what's up? She was like, hey, how you doing? I'm at work. I'm like, oh, Keisha, man, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry for how I did you. I'm so sorry for how I left things, man, because I left things ugly, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm some young dope boy in the street type stuff. I left it ugly because I did. Yeah. So I apologized to her. I was like, I just want you to know, man, I'm sorry it wasn't you. I was like, man, I was just going through a lot. I said, I told her, I said, I love you, though. I do love you. And uh, she just, she told me she loved me. You know, she cried, whatever. She was just screaming, bro. She was so excited, bro. I was too. I was man. I was over the moon, right? I can picture her right yeah. now. Like I can picture her because she was. I could. She was working at a Johnny's she Pizza at the time. At Johnny's Pizza. I can bro. picture her like. It ain't even that Johnny's, Johnny's Pizza ain't even there no more. It's a, it's a, it's a cigar bar now, bro. So right funny. there on Thornton Road. I can Road. picture it though. Like yeah. I know. I know her well enough to like. Man, bro. See she, her I excited. Could, man, she was so excited, bro. And then from that day forward, bro, we have never been apart. You feel me? From that so, day forward, that was that was. Okay, I left the message like I told you in 2011, uh, December or whatever. Um, this was January 23rd, two days after my birthday, 2012. Okay. From that day on, bro, we've been tight. That's why we got married on the 23rd of January, because that was our day. You feel me? That, that yeah. day meant a lot to both of us. You feel me? So I, I went to my counselor ASAP right then, like, hey, I need to make a change to my visitation. You feel me? She was like, who is it? They got to be a family. I'm like, nah, I put her name on there. It went through. You feel me? Man, like, I think it went through like that February. And uh, by the end of February, man, she was on the pavement already coming to see me. Come on. Straight up. Come on. And that changed everything. How did that change your spirits? Like, your overall, like, you can get in depth with it if you want. You know your emotional state, your spiritual state. Did you feel as lonely? Were you I didn't feel hurting it. that night still? Were you having I, as many sleepless nights still? I like, still had. Was it like? I still had sleepless nights because you have more sleepless nights when you got a relationship going on with somebody because you don't you don't know what they're doing. You got to trust them, right? Trust to keep you up all night sometimes. 
but emotionally, I was starting to be able to stand up again and like feel good again. Cause number one, I didn't got my friend back. This a friend. Yeah. She was a friend first. Yeah, I got my friend back and a really uplifting friend at that. Right. Like she's but a really she was awesome hurting at the time friend. when when I found her. It's true. She had just she gotten was, out of a relationship. In the relationship, like at the end of the relationship, That's like it right. was, it was ending. That's right. As we were talking, like I told her, I, I remember telling her, I was like, "Listen, I ain't putting no pressure on you. Um, whenever you're ready to go forward, or whatever, you know, hit my line. I'm just gonna be here because I got a bid to do. You know and what I'm saying? She kept calling. Yeah, of course. And she kept coming to see me. Come you on. feel me? And so I would just listen to her while she go through what she went through. Yeah. And 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 I realized that like, okay. I need to stop talking to these other women because they out there feeling like they feeling, and I know I'm not finna be studying them, man. So, like I said, I had to start cutting. You immediately that. knew it was deeper with Keisha. You oh, was man, something come else. On, man. I already knew what it was. I, I I had I had not even been on POF or all that. Uh, uh, what what's the other one called? I was saying crushing flush, and I had not even been on that stuff in months, man, because I was conditioning my mind. What's crushing flush? It was a dating app. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, I was just conditioning my mind, bro. Because, like, I really, like I said, I just always wanted to be in a one relationship. I'm a one relationship type of dude. You feel yeah. Me? I could play the game, of course. I'm a man. But that's not really what I wanted. You right. know what I'm saying? So it always weighed on my spirit when I had a lot of them girls, man, or, or tell them something that they really wanted to hear. But really, I wasn't feeling it like that. With Keisha, everything that came out of my mouth was real. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real individual, so I ain't got to put on no front. I ain't got to flex. She know me. She know my situation. Isn't that so good, yeah. man? And she understand. You know what I'm saying? Man, the Lord really had her out for you, dude. Look, I had been, you know, I never, like I said, I never stopped reading. I never stopped praying. And I had been praying, you know, asking the Lord to help me get through, send me somebody. You know what I'm saying? The words say, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from, favor from the Lord, right? Yes. So that's what I was praying for. I wanted a favor. I wanted a wife. So after we got off the phone on that first conversation, I told you on the experience of people, I called my mom and I told her, I said, Mom, I found your daughter-in-law. For real? Yeah, straight up. I know. I love that story, man. Yeah, so I was, love that story. So, you know, <laughs> that's the be, best. Because of that, all the... Because that's of, the best. And <laughs> your mom knew it. Your mom was on board, too. She, she knew it. Funny. She knew it, but she was also, like, she was guarded because, like I told you, I had been playing these games with these other women. I had yeah, been yeah, through what yeah, I'd yeah. been through with the other chicks. Yeah. So she was like, okay, you just need to finish your bid. Because at this point, yeah. you got, like, three years. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two and a half, three years to do. She's like, just finish your bid. So... But, you know, at the same time, Keisha proved to be who she is. You know, she won honey. She stand up. So she was out at all the family events. She was on the pavement every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Um, we would just talk, man. It was just uplifting, bro. You know what I mean? And and and, and the time then I didn't have a phone, man, I was able to go to the, my homie Dunno room. Dunno stayed a couple rooms down from me and, like, use the phone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I told you about the homie Vic. Like we yep. had, we had our community because you had to establish a community in there. When you got people in the same dorm that's doing that's doing time, you got people in there doing everything from two years to two life sentences. You know what I'm saying, man? You got to establish some order and some community in there. You got to weed out the sucker and the busters, put yeah. them on the door. We call that putting them on the door. Yeah, do all that so that you can vibe in there. So that when the next man down, it ain't no problem that he gets some help from his neighbor. You know what mm. I'm saying? 
that's how we had to have it in there. And it was a hierarchical system. It, it was, was a hierarchy. It was. But age one, man, we had it rocking in there, though. But everybody was straight. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. was good, man. Everybody yeah. was good. Yeah. As long as you knew your role. You had to play your don't role. Don't step you out of line. Part. And, and don't disrespect the next man, because you already know what's going to come with that. There's going to be a fight that come with that. Don't try to call the next man's chick or his, his lady. Don't do that. Yeah. You had a lot of that going on. Trying yeah. to sneak into the phone, see the pictures. Down, you know, dudes be trying to see the news and all that, you know, get numbers. Come on, bro, we're not doing all that. Mm. So, so for me, man, it was like I say, man, talking to Keisha, getting back in touch with her, bro, it just took me to another level, bro. It was like God had answered my prayers, and uh, she she would just listen to everything that I had on my mind, bro. Yep. There was some nights where we, I would just read the Bible to her, you know what I'm saying, just to give her some strength you that's know what I'm amazing man yeah. you guys have that love I, like that's my baby bro we, i know that's my baby bro when we spend time together bro when you guys when you two are together i can really i see that pure love you know that yeah. that you ain't worried love you know yeah. what i mean yeah well, see, super she, comfortable she 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 understood though you know, cause yeah. she, she had she had family members that been through similar situations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I let her tell that story on her own, but she's very familiar with it, bro. You feel me? Yeah. And she was very understanding. So even the time when I was making, you know, making my little inside moves, and I had to go to solitary confinement, she 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 played her role. She know what she knew what to do. You know what I mean? She was there every time. Like I had a certain person to call her. She had a certain person to call. You know what I mean? If I needed to get in touch with her, if I ain't had no phone, or like 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 I told you, I was in a situation with uh with the homie Snoopy, and uh, we yep. was in the cell, and he had a phone, and I was able to reach out and woo, 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 and do things like that. So yep. every time I was in the jam, bro, she was she was there. You know what I'm saying? So they even tried to stop us from seeing each other, but they couldn't though. Man, they couldn't. Yeah. Now once you got in, uh, hey. Here's one thing I wanted to ask you about. It's in all the movies. I had to ask about it. Conjugal visits. Dude. That, don't even, that, that don't even exist in prison, bro. That ain't a real thing. That's not even a thing in state prison, bro. You're not going to get nothing going on. You're gonna is, get, that, is that like a federal prison type of thing? I, or? I, I don't know because I ain't never been to the feds, so I can't speak right. on it. You feel me? I sure. heard, but like I say, I can't, I can't positively sure. say. So you never got like private visits yeah, with anybody? No, bro, that don't exist. It's don't all happen. right man, up. You, you, right up, you got to be sneaky, bro. You got to, if you want to feel on the boob or feel on the booty cheek, man, you got Gotta go on and get it real quick. And that's, and that's all you're gonna that's get. That's about all you gonna get. You feel me? An extra long kiss. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she might she might put her hand down there and squeeze it for you one time or something like that. But that's about all you're gonna get, bro. You're not gonna, <laughs> bro. You're not gonna get nothing there. Dang oh, man. So Bro, hurting in there, yeah, man. Yeah, man, you hurting in there. So, you know, as soon as you leave the visitation room and you just saw your girl, she just had them super tight jeans on. Yo, you're you know friggin'. You got, she, had, she had them things sitting up you right You friggin' in, hurting in there, bro. bro. You, you got to go take a shower ASAP, bro. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> you got to go jump in the shower ASAP. Bro. You already know it's going to come. I man. already know, man. Yeah, boy, you got to let that pressure you off, are... <laughs> You got to let that uh, pressure uh, off, man. Uh, I'm just being uh, real. Uh, <laughs> Oh. But see, that's the downside too. Oh though. my god! Because look, after that, after that, you know, it's 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 you back to the same prison walls, man. Yo, you know, yo. But just being on the topic, the first time when you're out. Oh, cause I ain't had to wait till then. 
Man, I was in the halfway house. You were in the halfway house? Man, I made it work. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how we man, listen, man. At work. Man, listen, man. Uh-huh. When you were, when you went to work? Man, I had met a dude from the east side named Dre, man. The boy Dre Higgins, man. Shout out to him. <laughs> you did. We we, we it's past statute limitation, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so look, we was at the halfway house, right? Uh, I had got the job in Mountville Mill, which was where he was working at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he put me onto a move. He was like, yo, bro, um, because the way this job was set up, it was one of those uh, production jobs that work seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Right. Or they might just work five days. But in the books at the center, it was a seven-day schedule. Mm-hmm. He had found out that he was able to sign out seven days a week to go to work, even on the days that he was off. Yes. So, now, we had a cool... Oh, bro. Shout out to Brother Fred. I know <laughs> Brother Fred, he probably knew, he probably didn't know, but shout out to you <laughs> anyway, bro, because he was the don't bus... Ask, don't tell. He was the bus driver that never asked any questions. Yeah, dude. He never asked no questions, because he would, he would come and get us from the center, take us to the job. Some days, bro, that parking lot was full of cars. Some days, that parking lot might have had two cars in it. That junk looks suspicious as hell. He still dropped us off. You feel me? And he gonna Shout pull, out Fred. And guess what? He gonna pull right off. <laughs> Ain't asking no questions, right? So now, bim. I already didn't set it up with baby. Hey, pick me up at such and such time. Cause by then he up the road. So he get up the road, she come around the corner. Bim, I jump in the car. We go get us a room. And then there it was. We started working on our kid right then. I was How many already, times were you able to do that? <laughs> How many times were you able to pull that off? I did that the whole time I was in the halfway house. No! So I got to the halfway house. My bro! <laughs> hey, I'm a slick dude. <laughs> My bro, hey, you got right into it. Check it out. Uh, I got there in January, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I got through phase one successfully. Um, and then I had to go through phase two. Got through that successfully. Phase three was when you was able to get a job and actually leave the center. Yeah. So phase three started in March. Yeah. So you could say from March till like november yeah My I, was, dude. I was seeing her at least like outside Once a of, week uh, outside of regular visitation because now we what we started doing was she would come and see me one day at the halfway house at the halfway house was that private at all no nah, it wasn't private yeah and then she would uh go get the room that night right and then the next day i would sign out to go to work yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And then I'm going, she already got, got the room, room set up. So, Ben, we already there. You feel me? We kicking it. Yeah. And we did that, man. Like I said, we did that up until it was time for me to go. I left Keisha's I left so in awesome. December. Man, she, shout out Keisha. Man, listen, she's a real writer. Shout out Keisha. Writer, this kind of turned bro. into a huge shout out Keisha she's podcast. She's a real but... writer, bro. I'm telling you, not many would do what she did, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And it wasn't no pressure on it at all. She just she just loved a boy like that, and I love her just the same. I know, man. I know. And it's all over you both, and uh, I really respect both of you for it. I really admire both of you for it. Yeah. Because, you- look, look, here's something uh, that, I, that I've noticed with you two. I've never heard either one of you say anything bad about the other one. Nah, man. But look, nah, nah. look, look, I know... We both know right. wives get on our get on people's nerves. Right. Okay, wives right. get on right. husbands' nerves. Right. We both know this, right. but right. we don't say. I've never heard you, you say anything bad about your wife. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't never down talk your wife in front of another man or never another woman. You, say bro. you can't do that. And it's amazing. And I respect you. You got to keep that in house. So what y'all what y'all go through? That's for y'all. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's for y'all, bro. Yeah. That's between y'all and the Lord. No, yeah, for sure. You know? For Unless sure. Unless you go and it. seek some, you know, some counseling or whatever. Yeah, like whatever. But I'm just saying, like, just to air your stuff out. Like, people air their stuff out on Facebook. All, all the time. time. Like, that is not. That's what I'm saying. That's not how I've you organize your house. You talk poorly yeah, about you your wife. That. You ever. can't do that, man. You know, if, if we having a bad time, not too many people going to know. Right. So we're going to stick together regardless. Right. We're just going to get through what we're going through. Right. Cause we done been in some worse situations. We was we done been almost evicted. Right. After I got out of prison, I wasn't really making no money like that, and I wasn't gonna get back in the streets because I didn't want to put her back through what she just went through. Yeah, absolutely. That's not. been my motivation to stay out of trouble the whole time. Really, is like, man, I cannot put my lady back through that. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So, you know, man, we've been almost evicted. We done had one car repossessed. We done been through some some stuff, bro. But we keep it to ourselves, and we keep it between us and the Lord. Yeah, and we work through it together. Amen, brother. And that, and then we're in a way better place now than we ever Amen. been. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah, bro. Straight up. Amen. Straight up. Man, Fred, this has been a great one. Thank you. Episode five is in the books, I believe. Yeah, man. Appreciate Thank you, Fred. that, man. Once again, man. Shout out that boy Dono, man. Uh. Uh, uh, four voice Slim, you know who he is. Shout out Fred. Yeah, man, <laughs> brother Fred. <laughs> the bus driver that never asked no questions. <laughs> and Keisha, of course. Hey, man, shout out to all the uh, Dooley State officers that saw us on them phones and never said nothing. Y'all know who y'all are, man. We appreciate that. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Catch us in two weeks for the next episode and catch us on all podcast streaming platforms.